Hey everyone, you might notice that in what you're about to hear, we talk about the fact that we're getting ready to talk about Mulan, and then we don't talk about Mulan. That part of the conversation is coming. We decided last minute to do a 2020 year in review, and we haven't talked to each other in a while, let alone uh, released an episode, so... We just got a little excited and our conversation went a little long. So we actually split this episode into two. So this first half, this is the first half of the conversation that we were having about the 2020 year in review. And then later on, maybe later this week, maybe later next week, you guys will hear the conversation about Mulan proper. Um, If I'm being honest, this part's the better part. Mulan's a bad movie. Don't see it. So... Um, yeah, enjoy. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, etc. Happy New Year, if this is the last show of the year. Um, let us know what you liked in the year, if anything. If uh, And you'll notice that we don't talk about just movies because it was kind of a light year for movies. So let us know what, you, um, what got you through 2020, because 2020 was a weird year. So um, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're happy. I hope you're safe. And thanks for uh, supporting us and supporting the show. Um, now... Take it away, us. Welcome back to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube channel, based on a podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. I'm Michael Morey. I'm Missy Lonsinger. And uh, coming at you from a distance again, um, those halcyon days of recording in person were short-lived. But welcome welcome back, everyone. It's been a yeah. while since anything worth talking about has come out. And uh, even today, we don't have something worth talking about, but here we are. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about the 2020 release, Mulan, which I have a lot of thoughts on, but not really... It sucks. That's the end of my talk. Uh, I'm, a lot of I'm, thoughts, all of them negative. Yeah, yeah. Not a good movie. But uh, before we do that, because I have next to nothing to say about this completely forgettable movie, um, we're going to do a little bit of a year in review. Been a, kind of a weird year. So uh, don't don't necessarily think as far as um, your favorite movie necessarily of the year. Uh, so we'll just do... I like to do two things when we do year interview in on the show. Um, what's a piece of of uh, we'll do pop culture stuff, so game, book, movie, TV show, whatever that uh, came out this year that you was like your favorite, and then what's something that did not come out this year but was new to you that was your favorite, if you have that off the top of your head. So, um, mm. Missy, we'll start with you. Ah, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> I'm looking. At my I'm glad list you right got now. it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Um, okay, so I, I truly, like, one of my New Year's goals is to watch a new movie, like, asterisk to me, uh, at least, like, at least one a week uh, for the entire year. So I'm I'm looking through that right now. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, I I didn't hate The Devil all the time. Mm. Uh, my 
<laughs> my boyfriend did and was vocal about it on Facebook. But I thought, MJ, you also didn't hate it, right? Or am I... I thought it was, like, fine. I liked it more than he did. Yeah, no, Jordan <laughs> Jordan really didn't like it. Uh, but, you know, I so said that was fine. Uh, but I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Um, Little Women came out this year, right? Little Women came out in December of 2020. Or ah, uh, 2019. <laughs> okay, then I didn't see it until January. Because I was going to say, that was something I saw this year that I really really liked a lot um i i will say and like and that's something that uh i think when we did the 90s one i may have talked about it that was a movie that mm. like for whatever reason my little girlfriends and i like i don't god knows why we were watching little women when we were like seven or eight but you know christian bale as laurie and we thought it was the best thing ever and so watching that as an adult um like i've always really liked the story but that that was something i did actually really like a lot um and especially because i don't i don't know if i talked about this in the podcast but like my sisters and i are all named after the sisters um with the exception of my sister who died who is also like not named uh, so there's a sister that, that like dies in little woman right beth mm-hmm. um and so mm-hmm. my only sister who did die is, is the one who is not named after that one but is also the one that died so it's like it's weird so little women That's like weird. has always had a really weird like connection with me I, I mean, I'm not, there's not a Missy, but there's a Joe, which is my middle name. Um, and so I've always felt very connected with Joe. So I really did like um, Little Women a lot. Let me see. Uh, when did Lighthouse come out? Was that this year? 2019. God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, the time came out this year. Oh. It, I mean, it, I was trying to think. Of, uh, I'm looking. You know, okay, I, I will say, Cats. as far as things that are new to me, um, I had never watched the Godfather movies until this year. Oh. And I was going to be one of those people that was like, I've never seen The Godfather and I'm okay with that. And like, <laughs> I thought that was going to be fine. And I always think of, um, there's like a Family Guy uh, sketch where Peter's like, it insists upon itself. Like, it insists upon itself. It's not good. It just like, I like Money Pit. I don't like Godfather. And that's that's what I thought I was going to be. And then I watched it and I actually loved The Godfather. So um, that was something I watched this year that was new to me that I really loved. Um, dang, I thought Lighthouse. Invisible Man was fine. Um, I think I that, a lot. Yeah. that came out this year. Yeah. So that was fine. Um, you know, there were some Hulu originals that I thought were fine. Um, oh God, otherwise, I don't know, man. I, it was like this year, this year, I mean, because, I mean, obviously it's it's COVID times. There wasn't a lot of new stuff coming out that was great. So for me, this was a year of catching up on a lot of classics that I hadn't seen. Um, so like I said, like Godfather, I had never seen Goodfellas until this year. Good movie. Uh, I love that. Right. Movie. Well, and I mean, even like delving into like romantic comedies like um, Moonstruck, I had never seen, which is great. Oh, I mean, Nick Cage is great in it. It's, no, it's great. It's a, it's a really good movie. So I, I think this was my year of like kind of catching up on a lot of classic films, which is good because there wasn't a lot of stuff to see yeah. <laughs> that was coming out that was new. Um, you know, I'm looking in the last thing that I watched that was new for 2020 was The Holiday, which uh, stars Emma Roberts. And that was a Netflix original romantic comedy about Christmas where you have a date that's only for the holidays. And it was why we're not doing an episode on that. Shocker. Bad. It was bad. (laughs) It was real bad. Uh, We're covering something before, i.e. this movie. (laughs) Right. Ooh, you know what? Hunt for the Wilder People. That was one of my favorite things that I saw this year. That good was new movie. To me, that was not a 2020. Thing. It was oh my gosh, so good. So yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like I saw a lot of really good movies this year. Just <laughs> none of them were actually new because I feel like this was not a great year for film, which kind of sucks. It wasn't yeah. a great year for humanity. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I have to say. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mike, do you have anything, or do you want me to come back to you? Um. Okay. Well. I don't think I saw really too many movies that I liked this year. Right? <laughs> um, in terms of 
other things that um made things worthwhile this year i played a ton of video games so um i mean one thing that was really a good bonding experience for me and um some of my college friends was call of duty they had like a battle royale mode Mm -hmm. that was released for free called Warzone. and uh, i mean we have probably put in like days of our lives at this point (laughs) not not the soap (laughs) um but the like a probably like 10 days of our lives into this game at this point and um it's really been a great like bonding experience that like have people to talk to but not just like talk about the pandemic or you know like things associated with that but um to like have kind of a competitive goal-oriented team-oriented thing because you can't play physical sports with each other so it's kind of the next best thing yeah um so Mm -hmm. that's been nice um i mean there's been a lot of good games that have come out this year uh mj you played ghost of tsushima right good yeah great game um Wait, what about Cyberpunk 2077? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it actually, it has been, it's, it's a good game, but it has also crashed on me about eight or nine times right Great now. News. Yeah. Um, but the story and the characterization is pretty good. Um, right. But, I mean, there's just a lot of good... Fast. Yeah, I just pushed out to beat the Christmas deadline. Right. Um, there's been a couple of really good RPGs that have come out this year. Persona 5 Royale is Ooh. pretty good. Um then Final Fantasy VII Remake, depending on your tolerance for uh, anime grunting and um, <laughs> cutscene direction. A lot of anime grunting in that Yeah, game. so much. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> all the time, every scene. Well, okay, uh, I like Kingdom Hearts, and I know that a lot of, there's some crossover there. Is oh, there, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Final Fantasy That'll be more than tolerable. Yeah. Yeah, you'll, 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 you'll definitely like Final Fantasy. Okay, but yeah, asterisk, I like Kingdom Hearts because it's Disney. Oh, oh mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll yeah. still probably like it. Okay, okay. All right, cool. I'll look into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just been, like, some really good, fun things. Hyrule Warriors was pretty good. Um, oh, I want to play that real bad. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's a good um, Dynasty Warriors spinoff, but they kind of base it in the backstory of um, Zelda Breath of the Wild's uh, uh, prequel kind of stuff. So it's kind of cool. Um, so that kind of stuff is what's really gotten me by this year because I can't nice. think of too many movies besides um, what Missy already said in terms of Invisible Man. Uh, really liking that. Did you guys um, see Palm Springs? No. I liked Palm Springs a lot. A really okay, I forgot good. about that one. That was a really good one. Yep. And uh, yeah, okay. also, yeah, I guess in terms of like other things that were outside of this year, um, I mean, some of the shows that we've covered or yeah. are covering. Uh, this year or in the podcast like cobra kai was good um mm-hmm. and then i also watched um the show dark which is a german oh yeah Netflix show and we nice. talked a little bit about it um before but it's very complicated kind of like interweaving timelines but i really enjoyed like how they approached it and mm-hmm. it doesn't like collapse under the weight of itself for the most part it's very mm. impressive like how they don't violate their own rules uh so that movie's very not movie uh show is very well done uh, so nice. that started i think like 2016 2017 okay. and then cobra kai was around that same time too so both those have been good then they were both outside of this year yeah did, okay did anybody watch queen's gamut i haven't watched it yet but uh, yet. i keep hearing consistently that it's the best thing ever and i don't know what to think about that the episodes are so damn long <laughs> right 
And it's like, you know, when people tell me that things are going to be so good, I like automatically, I know, I know it's a personalist view. I know it's something I have to work on, but it's like, I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, I don't want to watch it. I don't want, if you're going to tell me it's good, I'm not going to like it. I'm going to, pers- I'm, I'm contrarian and like, I'm not going to like it. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, I wasn't sure. I didn't know if you guys had watched it. No, I not yet. No, not yet. From other people, but all right. All right. That, that is one that is truly on the list because it's about chess. And I actually, I'm not super good at chess and I don't keep up with like a oh, lot of man, chess, suck at chess stuff. Um, I, I play, I have played chess and we have a chess set. I haven't played in probably a decade and a half. Nice. Um, and when I did play, I was not playing regularly. I would sure. play with my nephew sometimes. Um, but I like chess and I love board games. So I like the psychology sure. of, that, of like watching people play games. Like sure. one th- this is super nerdy, but, uh, my version of Twitch, like I like a game that's like very mental, mm-hmm. um, mentally taxing so like i really have been watching these i watch a lot of board game content on youtube and so what's been Is showing up thing? yeah yeah like reviews and stuff of oh new my games. gosh yeah that um, makes sense i guess yeah so or like uh there's there's like i like i like learning how to play games a lot so if there's like sure. a, a game that's kind of the new hotness even though i don't have a copy of it i'll like watch the how to play nice. um <laughs> and learn how to play it especially because like i play enough board games to where i might play it at some point and i like to have prior knowledge going in um that's true you only and, have five closets full of games, so it's you know. yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Catan tournaments have been g- getting recommended Ooh. to me, and it's really fascinating to watch a game of Catan play out when you're not participating, sure. because you get to watch all the interpersonal dynamics that happen over the course of a game. Also, it's neat because these people are super good at it, so mm-hmm. the game plays in like 45 minutes instead of like three and a half hours. Oh, geez. Uh, mm. Yeah. And uh, it's just that's been really neat for me uh, doing that. So I really want to watch Queen's Gambit because I like that idea of watching the kind of I like things that are battle of wits anyway. Like tennis is my favorite sports to watch. Huh, okay. Uh, sport to watch. I like one v one things. I don't know if that's because mm-hmm. I grew up kind of lonely, like, um, like kind of like not lonely, but like as sort of an only child. Both my siblings. Wait, because your siblings were also much older. Yeah. So like yeah. I I learned how to like like quote-unquote make my own fun once again sounds yeah, sure. and it is i had a perfectly happy childhood and i'm fine with it but <laughs> like it because of that i like a lot of uh, i like a lot of like very like where the the onus is kind of on you i don't have like a super huge team sports thing you know sure. like there's, there's a couple team sports i like watching but i like watching 1v1 that's why i think that's why i'm okay. in all uh, yeah. because it's like you versus the machine and even the teams like the team board games i like like are, are the group of people versus the game, you know, like mm-hmm. they're cooperative. Um, so I do really want to watch that. Um, but video games became a new, like not a new comfort for me, but definitely like rediscovering a lost love, which is weird because I have like all three major systems for the first time ever. Oh, wow. uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't use them to play much. Like I, they were like, they were just kind of expensive YouTube Netflix machines. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like on a whim, just cause of this pandemic boredom, I guess I bought ghost of Tsushima, like basically right at launch. Mm-hmm. And I played, through, I got obsessed. I platinumed it. I haven't platinumed a single game other than <laughs> I got so wow. involved in it. Yeah. And I like rediscovered video games this year, which was really nice. Weird. Yeah, I played through Hollow Knight. I didn't like it, but I put 60 hours <laughs> into it. Um, something that Mike and I were doing with with uh, like Corey and Slade and some of the other people who have been, we were playing Smash Brothers, but it, it's, just, it's been hard to coordinate schedules for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
but it forced me to go like you guys were playing with all the cool characters and i hadn't played much of it so i spent like i put like 80 hours into the single player campaign of that and oh, wow. completed that <laughs> to unlock all the characters um i just played through jedi fallen order which okay it's fun right it's real good. I really I, liked it a lot. I, I just bought it for the um the Black Friday sale that they had because my little sister had bought it on her Xbox and I played some of it and I was like, all right, this is great. And so like I because I, I feel you like <laughs> during quarantine, I'm like, oh, I may as well just play video games, which for me is usually replaying old games that I love, like Fallout and stuff on uh, mm-hmm. Mass Effect. But yeah, no, Fallen Order is very fun. Yeah, super good. I beat it in like six days because I had nice. I was playing on the Xbox Play Pass subscription yeah. and I had canceled my subscription to it. And I was like, shit, I just started this game. Like, and so I like I like speed ran my way through it. And like <laughs> I was texting Mike. It took me five hours to grind out the last boss. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was stupid. And uh, but I really liked it. It was super fun and I really liked the story to it. The story yeah. in that game is excellent um so yeah i did that i got really into mario 35 when that came out mm. um which is like battle royale mario nice. um, so, you haven't played it uh i have i i've played a little bit of it yeah it's a cool idea for sure super cool idea got a little boring after a while because it's kind of the same thing over and over again yeah. but i got one first place finish under my belt so i'm good i beat it <laughs> i beat the game <laughs> that's kind of how battle royales work is that like you master it and then you get first place and then it's kind of the moment of all right am i over this or do yep. i keep playing now <laughs> yeah uh yeah but i was i got to a point over like but it took me like a weekend i don't know if it's just like i definitely know it would not take me a weekend to get it like like in a Fortnite or a Call of Duty or something. But I think there's so much, like, you just grow up playing Super Mario Brothers 1. Um, That was the best idea in it, is that uh, it's just Super Mario Brothers 1, but the levels are randomized, and then as you kill enemies, you're sending enemies to the people you're playing against, and they're sending them to you. So, like, all the routes and stuff you have muscle memorized really help you out until they completely screw you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really great like all that muscle memory you're like oh yeah i got it the one-ups here gonna kill those goombas oh no that goomba wasn't there before i died right yeah so um, missy have you heard about like what a battle royale game is at all uh i mean i'm familiar with the term battle royale but i don't i don't know if that translates into video games okay so basically it's the idea of like in a shooter game for example you get mm-hmm. dropped into like a war zone that has like 100 players in it and then mm-hmm. um there's like a circle like the map keeps on getting smaller and smaller to like play in and as people get eliminated they're permanently dead generally so okay. it's kind of like whoever's left at the end of it that that's yeah kind of okay so i mean i hate i truly truly despise the fact this is the reference i'm about to use but like i i battle royale i've heard in terms with like hunger games because yeah. i've heard that yeah, yeah. Games yeah. Is, like, basically that's of, what i would say is like, it's a, okay. a video game version of hunger games okay, so nice. yeah, like, yeah. the mario version of it is uh you have like 35 other players right oh, isn't geez. it MJ, mj or 34 other players yeah, yeah. it's you versus 34 other people playing Wait, as, so is it like an it's not well it's not an rpg right so it's like but it's an mmo no no, no no it's literally the very first mario brothers game for the nintendo yeah uh-huh. you play through that and as you play through that and kill enemies you're sending those enemies to the people you're playing against so oh as they're playing their map gets oh, populated okay. with more and more enemies yeah mm-hmm. and then as they kill them huh. they send them back to you oh that's um, funny. I like so that. like you'll get like you'll end up with crazy shit happening where it's like 
four Bowsers on screen and three Lakitu's, oh, but you're in yeah. one one from the original game. And you're like, these guys weren't here before. Right. right. Um, and then like, as people get better at the game, they get further and further into it. So you start getting like the Bowsers that throw hammers and the piranha yeah. plants. And it's a That's really, fun. it's really, really fun. And a really like neat spin on the kind of classic Mario gameplay that yeah. I think everyone kind of knows and loves. See, because you can play about, through like, it. A, a multiplayer online thing and i was like mm, I'm, I'm not to play the female card but as a female like it's not my favorite playing online with mm-hmm. other men <laughs> slash like why. junior high boys <laughs> yeah there's no chat on this yeah, yeah. that's great is, okay no, yeah but this sounds fun okay i'm gonna have to yeah. look into this then and you're not like even like directly playing against other people it's like they're indirectly influencing your game okay i like that Yep. I don't, and I don't even like saying on Among game. Us what gender I am, so I'm just like. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, played a bunch of Among Us. Um, yeah, video games kind of hit the spot for me this year, and I feel yeah. like I've heard True. other people on other podcasts talking about that too. Oh yeah, um, which is weird. So next Don't on my list, them? I'm finally tackling Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Ooh. finally. Finally gonna happen. Missy, um, that's a that's a Zelda game. You know that famous series that you're not familiar with. I don't I don't know. I'm sorry, Zelda. What? Who? Oh god. Is that um? Is that Pokemon? Princess Zelda. That's the uh no. I know what Zelda is. I I mean I had the okay. I did have I had the Game Boy game. When I had uh-huh. my Game Boy Color, I remember playing Zelda, and I remember okay. trying to kill chickens, and then the chickens would attack me. And, yep. That's the extent of my uh Who's my the main character in, in Zelda? Link. Okay, good. Whew. All right. Danky Kang. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a Mario. It's Sam. Mario. <laughs> All right. Good. It's a um, Mario and Pikachu. So. She has yeah, an acceptable and... level of knowledge. <laughs> and then it's well, you. Uh, you can stay as the co-host. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm glad you decided that you get to make that decision alone, Mike. For this Zelda podcast. <laughs> we're on. Hey, I'm, okay, I just I need to point out that of the three of us, when the question was, what films did you like this year? There's only one of us who talked about films. <laughs> hey, I'm talked about that. video games. I'm getting so, No, it, you know, it was also other things as well, you know, I think. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fine, but you there, know. There was other mm, types of media involved. I think, I think there was only one who really talked about film. All right, you can leave the so, show now. <laughs> anyway. like, i don't want to i don't want to air the podcast drama uh publicly but you also didn't mention missy on your recent podcast account, so. Ooh, i also wasn't gonna say it but you know, it's, it's fine i'm glad somebody did my b <laughs> i exist and i'm here and then you know it's it's whatever you both can leave the podcast now. i'm in my closet <laughs> right now Look at me. I'm the podcast now. <laughs> I am the podcast now. You are the Senate. You are the podcast. You are a real yeah. perspective. <laughs> Somehow, Mike Palpatine has returned. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Wait, but have we brought up Last Jedi yet? The dead speak! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, MJ, what was the movie anyway, that you were going to bring up? Movies, movies. Yeah, oh, so oh, now, we're talking, now we're talking about movies and real perspectives. So that's mm-hmm. fine. That's fine. Um... <laughs> My favorite movie that came out in 2020, I called it from a mile away. For a long time, weirdly, it was King of Staten Island. I really enjoyed that movie a lot more good. than I thought I was mm. going to. Yeah, no, it was really good. And Cold World Tour. What, and <laughs> Sorry, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about actually both the uh, my both second of these favorite things. film of the year. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about both of these things in our Mandalorian episode mm. because trolls. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was like, please uh, God, no. <laughs> King, the King of Staten Island and my favorite movie of the year that did not come out this year. Um, okay. Actually, in, it, both of those things that happened in the same episode of Mandalorian. Anyway. Bill Burr. Um, 
Yeah. So one of 2020's biggest curveballs, Bill Burr, super good actor now. Yeah, he really is. Uh, but if you would have told me at the start of the year, hey, there's going to sure. be a global pandemic. Also, you're going to think Bill Burr should get nominated for an Oscar. Sure. I would believe you on maybe one of those things, and it wasn't the Bill Burr thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and he was one of SNL's best hosts so far this year. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Oh, he's very funny. Oh, my gosh. You got, uh, if nothing else, watch the Dunkin' Donuts. Just look it up later. Uh, Bill Burr, Dunkin' Donuts. It's hilarious. Right. I very funny. That. Yeah, yeah. And then Pete Davidson's pretty good in it, too. If you would have told me, like, of the male performances I've seen this year, it's second only to Riz Ahmed in my favorite movie of the year. Uh, I thought he was really good in the movie. Yeah. Hmm. It, yep. it, it found, like, okay, so he's such a limited performer. Um, but, I, I mean, the more performers I see, the, the less I think that that's, a, like, uh, an insult. Like, I think if you're, you know, a limited performer, but if you're put into the right little pigeonhole, I think you can do, like, wonders. And I think Pete Davidson is not a, um, you know, expansively talented performer, but I think what he's put into certain things that he's good at, I think he's very good. He's very, very good. He just has to be in the right thing. Yep, because he's excellent as Chad on, like, that's one of my favorite things on SNL recently. Oh, my God, it's so funny. Yeah. That Chad's, like, all of them make me laugh an equal amount. Like, they're Mm -hmm. all the same amount of funny to me. And uh, yeah, he's really good in the movie. I know it's it probably easy because it's semi autobiographical, but um, okay. he's got like a very naturalistic charm about him yes. in the movie. Like it's very kind of effortless and like I don't know. It's this really like nice. Maybe it was just like it was just this like nice to watch kind of breezy performance. But it, mm-hmm. there's like there's actually a solid amount of depth in there. The more the movie goes on, and the movie's yeah. super long, which I usually hate for those Judd Apatow things. Sure, but. I kind of loved it here. Like it was just very, there was like, there was this like kind of soothing rhythm to the way that movie was put together that like mm-hmm. really like, I don't know. It like kind of lulled me in a way of like, nice. yeah, I really, really like that movie. I'm going to be on that a podcast about it later <laughs> in the early part of next year, actually. Hmm. Nice. Um, yeah. Good movie. Um, and the most I've liked a Judd, Judd Apatow movie in a long time. Okay. That's fair. Um, but my favorite movie of the year was Sound of Metal which is, uh, I knew I was going to be a mark for this movie as soon as I saw it, because it's about a drummer that loses his hearing. And uh, uh, it's a bummer mostly, but it's a really good movie. Riz Ahmed's in it. He plays the the, the drummer. He plays the titular Sound of Metal. and uh, <laughs> Clang? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's really good at it, but it tapped into, it made me very anxious because as a professional audio engineer um like that's kind of what i identify i don't do it a lot especially in covid times but that's kind of what i identify kind of my career as uh mm-hmm. my actual job and um <laughs> uh i mean it's probably the thing i'm going to do longer than my actual job issue, sure like let's face it and so like losing my hearing is a big thing for me and i know it's probably going to happen because i mix live sound which mm-hmm. means concerts um which means loud so uh it's just like a that's a very big anxiety trigger for me but it also makes it super relatable to me because watching him go through that i was like yeah i feel that like that's Mm. probably exactly how i'd react if i ended up in this situation um also my father played the drums professionally for years and lost his hearing later in life so Mm. i had that um uh, not as bad as the guy in the movie um my dad just had kind of mild hearing loss but uh because like guy goes like almost completely deaf, oh, um, like 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 seventy to eighty percent of his hearing is gone or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, super good drama, one of the best sounding movies I've heard I've seen all year. Nice. They do some amazing stuff 
with the sound mix in like getting you in his head to make him sound deaf. Um, they just like they pump a lot of the 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 um, the speaking voices through uh, the sub frequencies, so it's coming strictly through the subwoofer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, it was really effective. I can't and that, that was just watching it on my TV speakers. I can't imagine watching it on like a sound system with a subwoofer on it. I bet it sounds crazy. Um, I would I think it's probably one of the best sounding dramas you're likely to see. I'm I'm kind of sad that I didn't get to see it in the theater um, for the mix. It sounds really really good. Um, and the drum mix they have is really good in it. Uh, something I'm a nerd for. And uh, yeah, really good performances from him. Really good performance from. Um, Oh, what's her name? The chick from uh, the Spielberg movie about the 80s. Uh, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Oh. Olivia. Was a Co- chick in that? Oh, no. Yeah. Olivia Newton Howard or something. I don't know. Olivia from Greece. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen. Do you want to Olivia Olivia Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, the one who was really ugly with uh, the birthmark. Yeah, yeah, I remember her. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's hideous, isn't she? And she's like a perfectly attractive twenty-something-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah, like extremely conventionally attractive. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Olivia Cook. Yeah, I think that's her name. Is what what subplot said that she was ugly? She they gave her like a birthmark that was totally not noticeable. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah she's like the cutest girl ever she looks like a little doll yeah i'm I'm looking at her right now goodness yes that's my favorite like movie cliche is the oh i'm hideous and they give them like one small scar she has glasses oh shut up shut up (laughs) yeah as someone whose taste in women was defined by lydia deets uh definitely (laughs) we watched we watched beetlejuice on 4k and i was like oh that's where i got that from got it yeah well, that was, uh, that was like, I had such a desire for that to be my aesthetic when I first saw it. And my mom was like, you're 10, calm down. Like, Hot Topic doesn't exist yet, so, like, calm down. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, favorite movie I saw that was not did not come out this year is a movie I will talk at length about, probably for the rest of the podcast, at least until you guys see it. A uh, movie called Sorcerer. I just watched it, like, last week. Um it's got Roy Scheider from Jaws in it, and oh. it is a mighty good movie. It is the most stressed out I have ever been watching a movie ever. Okay, and more than Uncut Gems? Easily. Uncut oh, Gems wow. issues it was a stressful oh, sorcerer. Goodness. Easily. I was so stressed out during Uncut Gems. Oof. Nope, Sorcerer, like, Uncut Gems does not have anything on Sorcerer. Okay. It is so stressful. I texted Jordan about it. He says he has the DVD, so. What? Yep. <laughs> you've been cut out apparently <laughs> i'm not included in these conversations anymore it's fine uh yeah i texted mike about it while i was watching it so here's the thing about sorcerer if you go and watch sorcerer you will be like oh every movie i've ever loved that's come out in my lifetime has a reference to sorcerer in it huh, okay. um including the most recent episode of mandalorian but we'll talk about that on our mandalorian episode oh interesting um yep that first half of them driving the truck completely Uh copied and pasted from sorcerer wow that is the plot of sorcerer um and this come out 1977 so fun fact about that movie uh star wars killed it is what happened (gasps) oh no Uh, so it came out a month after star wars but multiplexes weren't really a thing back then Mm -hmm. so 
it came out at the Chinese theater a month after Star Wars, and everyone was like, what the hell is this? Give us Star Wars again. And it made like $30 oh. if they pulled it. And uh, it just became this weird like blip. But then it became every filmmaker's favorite movie. Because like watching this movie, I saw references to Indiana Jones. Or I saw oh, wow. like Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. um, all the Mad Max movies have a reference to it, at least one. And weirdly, the weirdest one to me was Reservoir Dogs has a reference to Sorcerer in it, and that's just a bunch <laughs> of guys talking in a warehouse. Right. Um, so good. It is such a good movie. And it was, so the other thing that killed it, the movie's called Sorcerer. I can't really tell you why it's called Sorcerer. This is um, a weird name for it. It's a very weird name given the plot of the movie, because the plot of the movie is four guys transport explosives 200 miles across the jungle. Um, huh. That's the whole movie. And for some, there's nothing supernatural that happens in it, but it was directed by William Friedkin, the director of The Exorcist. So everyone was like, oh, it's The Exorcist part two. And and they had to be like, no, there's nothing supernatural about this movie. And then everyone was like, why the hell did you call it Sorcerer? That makes no sense. I now have no reference for this movie whatsoever. Um, So yeah, it kind of had a lot working against it at the time. And it's this weird thing where you're in one of three camps with this movie. You've mm-hmm. either never heard of it right. or me. you've heard of it because someone won't shut the hell up about it. And that's the third camp is you won't shut the hell up about it. Uh, <laughs> I told Mike to see it as soon as possible because I'm going to be annoying about it until he sees it. Uh, <laughs> and so I will. <laughs> yeah, it's oh man. It's so well, good. Apparently Jordan knows it. So I've got to watch it now. So. It's so good. Uh, yeah, it's. Give it an. This is not does not sound like a ringing endorsement. Oh, give no. it an hour, <laughs> um, <laughs> because the first hour is a little bit of a slog when you haven't seen the whole piece. It makes a lot more sense once the film's wrapped up. But the first hour, basically nothing happens until you kind of realize later in the movie that that first hour needs to exist to make the second hour as stressful as it is. Um, That's fun. So, you know what? I have more patience for that in movies. I've realized than I do in TV shows. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. If it's going to be like two or three episodes of me having to sit through nothing, I'm like, this, no, I can't do this. But like with movies, I'm like, I, I expect that. I mean, exposition and everything can take a while. So it's, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah. It's, oh, man, it's so good. Uh, and that second hour, like once it, it takes off like a damn rocket when that right. second hour kicks in. It's crazy. I had to pause it uh, an hour and a half into it because of how stressed out I was. I was like, <laughs> I, my options are this or break out the whiskey and it's 10, 20 a.m. Like, <laughs> you leave Five me no choice. Somewhere. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so those were, that's my pop culture stuff for the year. Nice. Um, yep. Oh, I started film school uh, and watched a bunch of movies for that. And you got straight. I did get straight. Mm-hmm. Because you're a nerd. I am a nerd. Also, <laughs> it's writing about movies, which I do anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, honorable mention, Host. Host was super fun. Host? Oh, yeah, no, I like Host a lot. Yep. Okay, can we also mention that that was the only question I got right in horror trivia? Mm-hmm. So I contributed something. <laughs> so you're welcome, everyone. Yep. Oh, Color Out of Space. Great movie. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was super oh, good. Oh, man. Nick Cage. What a treasure. What a national treasure, pun intended, he is. It's just, I love that man. He's great. He's great in that. He's so good in that movie. He's legit great in that movie, I think. It was real. I was very pleased. I remember texting you during it, and I was I was, I was, was very pleased with it. Yep. Uh Oh, zombie movie on Shudder called One Cut of the Dead. Watch it if you haven't. <gasps> yes. Yes. Hmm. 
Yeah, no, Jordan, I watched it. We liked it. Really good movie. Yeah. Really, really good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, another hidden gem that I saw, 7,500 with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Did you guys see this? No, what is that? I think Jordan watched it, but I did not. But I, I, I remember him really thinking he liked it. it. He didn't like it? No, he did like it. He did like it. So uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays the co-pilot in this plane that gets hijacked by terrorists. Uh-huh. But the whole right. movie takes place in the cockpit. The entire movie. Mm-hmm. Take, like, it does not leave the cockpit at all. Hmm. That's fun. I like yep. that. I'm always down with that kind of bottle episode type movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good movie. It's on Amazon. That's an Amazon Prime movie. Also, it was cool to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt in something. He took some time off to be a dad, which is respectable. But mm-hmm. he's a dad? Yep. Oh, good for JGO. Yep. Uh, Vast of Night. Those terms. Did you guys uh, see Vast of Night? Mm-mm. No? Oh, my gosh. Uh, if you guys like Twilight Zone, check out Vast of Night. Really right. good movie. Uh, it's about a, a, a radio station that's broadcasting when aliens invade. Mm. Ooh, that's fun. Yep. Uh, I think that was it for things I've seen this year. Did Netflix have anything else? What was the uh, the biopic, the uh, courtroom one? Was Trial of the Chicago number? 7? Yeah, I liked that. I thought it was good. I didn't see it because it's a Sorkin movie. <laughs> I, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he, I wrote, he wrote it. it was, I thought it was fun. Yeah, I heard it was good. I just haven't. That's fair. I haven't seen it. Favorite movie oh. I saw in school was uh, probably Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Hmm. Nice. Really liked it a lot. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Watch Touch of watch, Evil. Did you guys have to watch Battleship Potemkin? We did. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, for the film classes I did take at Cal State, which I think were, like, I mean, not even remotely, you would think for theater, but they weren't remitted, like, at all to my uh, major. Like, I loved it. I was like, mm-hmm. it's so cool. And then, yeah. like, seeing how much it's, like, uh, influenced so many other things. Yeah, really good movie. Uh, yeah. I wasn't looking forward to watching it because I didn't like that class, but uh, I'm great. glad we watched it. Nice. Yep. That was one of the few that I did actually watch. I did not watch very many of the movies for that class. Um, <laughs> Me with every theater class. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, watched I went all... after it, like, five plays a day. I'm sorry. I'm not going to. Like, yeah. you can't make me... I... I did watch all the movies for my other class, but that's because the questions on there were uh, very specific and there were a lot of movies I hadn't seen. Oh, uh, nice. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I saw Rear Window for the first time this year, too. <gasps> it's good so good. Really good movie. That movie, like, legitimately frightened me as a child. Like, I remember watching it and I was like, oh, I was like on edge. I thought it was so good. I was scared. Like, it was, oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I didn't get to see it until I was in college and uh, I was doing it for like an intro to film class and it was nice. really good. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Bottle episode movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, another one. I love it. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I think it's actually one of Hitchcock's better movies, period. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's definitely the classic that it's uh, made up to be. Yeah. I watched another Hitchcock movie in my class called uh, Stage Fright. Not a good movie. Hmm. Not a good movie huh. at all. Did not, did not enjoy my time with that movie. Real oh. slow, real stupid. <laughs> um, oh, no. Yeah, didn't like it. Once, like, when everything resolved, I was like, dumb. That should not have been as long as it was. Um, it was just too complicated for its own good. It was just, like, yeah. too cute. Uh, yeah. Oh, I watched Touch of Evil, which was way more racist than I thought it was going to be. Wait, what's that? <laughs> that's, the, that's the Orson Welles one where Charlton Heston plays a Mexican. Ooh. Where Charlton Heston plays a Mexican. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, no, brown face. That. The whole movie. Yeah. He's the protagonist of the movie. Didn't know that was happening. Uh, better, better or worse than uh, John Wayne playing Genghis Khan? Go. Ooh. Worse. 
Bernie <laughs> in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Ooh, well, yeah. Okay, well, that's the giant all-time. fucking fake teeth. Okay, Ooh. but here's the thing. That's like one scene, isn't it? No, nah, uh, it's it's multiple. He's a, he's it's a, a movie. Yeah, he's okay. a supporting character. <laughs> he's a supporting but, character. Freaking Miguel Vargas, played by Charlton Heston in oh Brownhouse, no. is the protagonist of this movie. Like, yeah, he's that's in rough. Almost every scene. Yeah. Um, Side note: Have we seen the Monty Python uh, flying circus sketch where they are Genghis Khan? And it's like it's Eric Idle or, or John Cleese or one of them is, is Genghis Khan. No, it's, no. it's John Cleese is Genghis Khan. Oh my god, it's truly the most. I mean, in this era, it's the most offensive thing. There's no way. Um, but it is also very hilarious. So you know, but intentionally so. Monty Python is, is intentionally right. horrible, but it's it's very very. Funny. Uh, like, but they make know. it like a sitcom, so it's like a Three's Company style opener, but it's like Genghis Khan, um, like killing people and like running to his his many wives. It, it's very funny. So anyway, taking over mainland China, pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it might be it might be a little bit better than Genghis Khan, but worse than Alec Guinness and Lawrence of Arabia. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. That's what he gets uh, for not liking Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah. Dude, <laughs> I see part know. of a great film. Mm-hmm. So with Touch of Evil, you always hear about that opening tracking shot of the bomb going off, which is amazing. It's mm-hmm. really cool. And then watching the whole movie, it's fine. Um, it's like. I don't know. I feel like Orson Welles is a little overrated besides Citizen Kane. Sure. Um, and uh, wait, what about the, him in that champagne commercial? Oh well, that's the <laughs> that's, that's the masterpiece he's truly made. Yeah. Citizen Kane's <laughs> fine compared to that. <laughs> but for our audience, uh, if you haven't watched it, look up Orson oh, Welles please. champagne commercial, please, and please. Uh, be enlightened. It's Man. the funniest to, thing in the entire world. To a drunk actor who's solely in it for the paycheck. Oh, I love it so much. I feel like he was solely in it for the free booze. <laughs> yeah. a, a bit of both. A bit of both. I, I might have been a little too kind, yeah. <laughs> As an actor, I can say you're in it for both. A little bit of the paycheck, a little bit of the booze. Sure. Um, oh. So, yeah, that's the, that's the stuff that sustained me over the pandemic and going forward. Um, but now let's talk about something I hated. 